0: I'm Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Psalms. Chapter 61, verse number 2. I quote this often. My prayer time. Quote this often. Psalm 61, verse 2 says this, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. With my heart is overwhelmed, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You may be seated. Yes, I say that quite a bit in my walk with the Lord. Seems like now, most of all, daily, it seems like I'm thinking about when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that's higher than than I. Tonight I would like to just leave this thought with you. Whether it be pertinent now or tomorrow. It will come in handy. Amen. Have you ever thought in your walk with God. In your daily existence. That things that come upon you is just too much. Yes. It's just too much things that are bombarding your life, my life. Seems like you're being squeezed. Yes. Here it says my heart is overwhelmed or covered beneath a large mass, weighted down in darkness, squeezed together like the very life of me is coming out. And I cried, Lord, it- Just too much. God, my heart is overwhelmed. God, somehow lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, absolutely. In everyday situations that come upon us, Life itself, the enemy throwing things at us. Choices that we make. It seems like we're being hit from every side that we turn. And our heart becomes faint. And we begin to be in an anguish. Wondering when will it end? When will I be able to stand again? The weight is just so much. You see Webster's Dictionary (coughs) defines overwhelmed as to be buried or drowned. Like the song that we sang last, Breathe on Me. You know, when you're buried or you're drowned, it seems like you cannot breathe. And when you cannot breathe, you begin to try to breathe more and you begin to hyperventilate. And then we get into the term that it seems so popular today. It is anxiety. Anxiety is called from a heart being overwhelmed and not knowing where to go to find the rock that is higher than your situation. You see, those masses that we are. Covered by, weighted down are the unknowns. The outcomes of whatever is ahead of us a test, a job interview, bills, a situation at home or on the job. How's it going to turn out? What's going to happen? Is it going to be in my favor? And then we begin to allow our heart to be faked, And we never think of the positive. We always think of the negative, the destructive outcome. Even before we read the results, it's bad. It's the worst. I can't expect anything better. I'm talking about it's just too much. Can anybody... Can anyone here really understand what I'm trying to bring to you tonight? We put on a happy face, but inside our heart is smothering and drowning. We're here trying to think about the Lord and the goodness of God, but really what's on our mind is what's going to happen Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or next week. Right. Amen. Anxiety is a hindrance and a demonic attack upon the children of the Most High God. What is anxiety? Anxiety is a persistent, a nagging, I can't get rid of it, worry or fear, about everyday life situations, especially the outcomes of that. We get so fixed on the unpleasant results that we cannot even function. Even though we know the answer is God, how do I find Him when all I can think about It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. And in the most part of those outcomes, you know as well as I do, most of it never is. As bad as we thought it would be. Right. Amen. But during that moment of being overwhelmed, we get to a place that we cannot function. We cannot sleep. We cannot eat. We cannot carry on a conversation. We cannot have a relationship right. because all we're doing is worrying about what we cannot change anyway.
0: Right. Amen.
1: Who among us can make his statue one little centimeter taller? Or who among us that may be having trouble growing hair cause it to grow? Yet we fret we worry And many of us are sick because of it. It's just too much. Psalms 55 verses 4, 5, and 6 says this. Listen to the psalmist. My heart is so painted within me and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me and horror has overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove. For then I would fly away and be at rest. We've all thought that if I could just get away. If I could just go on vacation, if I could just take a day off from work, but yet even then, when we're alone, there's that anxiety that overwhelms our heart, and we say it's just too much. I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 going to speak to you about one of the greatest apostles ever. Most of us are very familiar with this scripture. It says here, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation. Here was a man just a few verses above this was caught up into paradise. And he heard things that it wasn't even right for a mortal man to hear. He heard things. He's seen things. Have you ever been in a service where it seems like my God is all over me? He is blessing me. And before you get home, mm-hmm. the enemy has hit you with thoughts and got you worried about what you cannot change. Right. right. Amen. Instead of trusting in God and leaning upon God and going to the rock and saying, God, whatever it is, you're already there. I'm already out. In your hand, it doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter what happens to me. You are my rock. You are my salvation. You are my strong power. You are my buckler. You are my shield. Somehow, church, you and I have got to change the way we think. Yes. And we've got to get into the Word because. If we cannot think on the word. We will be overwhelmed. Right. He was just there. Just there. And soon as he came back down. To earth so to speak. He looked around. And he was back on the planet. He says here. There was given to me. There was given to me. A thorn in the flesh. That means a body element. Right. A disability. A pain. Right. A nagging pain. A sickness. Right. It was given to me. It goes on to say here, the messenger. Oh my. Let me read to you the Greek on messenger. Yes, it means demon. But it means something else. And I want you to listen to me. It means hardship. There was given to him hardship. Because to much is given, much is required. You see, God wants to give you much. And before he can give you much, there is much to be required. In other words, if you want to go to paradise, if you want to go places in God, then you've got to be understanding that there's going to be hardships. But in that hardship, even though your heart may say, I'm faith, you can say, God, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And there I'll stand. And there I'll praise. Hardship of Satan. To buffet me. To beat me down. Lest I should be exalted above measure. In other words. These things that are given to us. Keeps us on our knees. They keep us humble. They keep us realizing. How much we need God. How much we need him. Not only. Here or there. But every day, every day, as my mind wars against me, as my mind begins to buffet me, as my mind begins to remind me, as my mind begins to put the horrors of fear of an outcome. As you know, my wife is having surgery in a week and a half. I'm just as human as anybody. I begin to think, what's going to happen? I begin to wake up at night and I begin to have that worry. But I begin to put it in the hands of God and say, oh, Lord, God in heaven, whatever the outcome. Oh, yeah. You might see it now. Next verse in verse number eight. For this thing, this hardship, this anxiety, I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Oh God, oh God, take this from me. planet. I believe there's a few million, maybe even billion. God knows. Wait on the Lord. His grace is sufficient. For my strength. My strength is made perfect when you're crying. It's just too much you begin to get to that place, God is working to strengthen you if you can see it. If you can receive it. If you can grasp it. That the Lord of glory has found you faithful enough to allow the hardship to come so that He can work a work in your life to purify you as gold is purified in fire. most gladly therefore most gladly therefore would I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me words have power your words have power and I know I've said it you've said it but every time we do we underestimate the power of Christ that's working in us when we say it's just too much we've got to lean upon him and the grace that only he can give this is what the apostle Paul verse number 10, how he overcame this situation and never asked again of this messenger, this disability in the flesh that buffeted him. Day in and day out. In one place, he thanked the church that they would even give their very eyes unto him. Yet he continued. Yet he kept going forward. Yet he kept preaching the gospel. Yet he kept believing in the Lord. He kept trusting in God. He said, My departure is at hand. I kept the faith. I have fought a good fight. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness that fadeth not away. That crown will not have dents. That crown will not have scars. That crown will not have any blemish. That crown will be a crown of rejoicing. A crown of righteousness. A crown of eternal life. A crown of victory. A crown that I have finally overpaid. This is what he did in verse number 10. He says therefore because now I have an understanding that even if I ask You can ask all you want. But God may have already told you after the third request, I'm not taking that away. Right. 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 Sometimes you just got to realize that God heard you. But in that particular case for others, He may remove it instantly. He said... I'm sorry, it's not removing. It's not going anywhere. You just need to rest on my grace and understand that I'm working my strength in you. Not your strength. He's working his strength in you. So the Apostle Paul said, Most gladly, most gladly. And then he got to this verse right here. Oh, I like what the word that I'm about to stress means in the Greek. He says, therefore, I take pleasure. Wow. That seems so strange. Some type of anomaly there that shouldn't be in the Scripture. He says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches." Come on, we can identify with this. Yeah. In necessities. In persecutions. In distresses. When we are so in a narrow place. The walls are coming down. The ceiling is coming down. The floor is coming down. We're being squeezed in our mind. Squeezed in our spirit. Squeezed in our heart. It's trying to take the very life from us. Distresses. For Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then am I strong. What does the word pleasure mean? It is so non-human. It is so contrary to our human nature. Because it means I think well of what I'm eating. Of the reproaches that people reproach me and Speak all evil about me. And necessities. When it seems like I'm trying to raise just a few little dollars to pay a bill. Or distresses. And I just want to be all alone, like that dove, to be at peace. But there's no peace all alone. There is no peace by yourself. I know that's right, man. Only in the Lord can you find peace. Amen. He says, I take pleasure. I think well of these hardships. But the key here for me, and I hope for you, it also means this. My daughter, get ready, please. I I don't know if you're able, but I need you up here. This morning, we were talking about hope. Tonight, we're talking about hearts overwhelmed. And we all say at times, it's just too much. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to get you to look at things differently. To understand what God is doing. That God is for you, He's not against you. When it says here, therefore, I take pleasure, Paul would say, I am willing. He didn't resist it. He didn't resist it. The pain, the heartache, the misery, the drowning feeling. Oh, I'm suffocating. I cannot breathe. He didn't resist it. He was weary. In the infirmities, in the reproaches, in the necessities, in the persecutions, but this is where this era is at in the distresses as you would squash a bug under your foot. Hit a fly with a flashlight. That's how we feel in today's society. Being squeak. Every part of us bugging out. Eyes bulging. Suffocating. Pressure upon chest. Heart seeming to burst under the overwhelming burden of the situation. It's yes. just too much. we need to somehow work, work, work at changing that phrase. Because he said this, did he not? He would never put more upon us than what we could bear. And with that temptation, he will make a way to escape. If happily we can find it. I'm trying to help you find it. Be careful what you speak. As we stand this evening... Morning and tonight, God is reaching. And He's reaching for you. We have one already in the altar. I need some people helping me pray tonight. The altar. Frustrations. Person that is fighting so many battles physically and emotionally, yet she continues to worship and to shout and to pray, not knowing what tomorrow may bring. She's just as human as you. But she has learned, as the apostle Paul stated, whatsoever state that I find myself in. Are open. My daughter's going to sing. You do what you feel led to do. Don't forget about the fellowship tonight. Don't raise my giving hand. Sing, daughter.